Welcome to the Vulva Diaries with host Dr. Amanda Selk, bringing you the 101 on vulvovaginal health. So today we're going to talk to Dr. Andrew Goldstein, who is the director of the Center for Vulvovaginal Disorders in both New York and Washington, about his new randomized controlled trial about laser and lichen sclerosis. Hi, Dr. Goldstein. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy you were able to do this. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this trial you just did? Sure. Well, first of all, the reason we did this trial is that, you know, I think unfortunately there are a lot of physicians out there who adopt new technologies for the treatment of diseases, specifically lichen sclerosis in particular, without really evidence backing their use. And a lot of times they'll use anecdotal evidence, such as the patient felt better or they thought the patient looked better, but they don't really use good scientific rigor to study these new techniques or new treatments to see if it actually really does treat the disease. And it's really important for lichen sclerosis, as you're certainly aware, because not only does lichen sclerosis cause symptoms such as itching, burning, but lichen sclerosis can cause architectural changes, scarring, as well as there's a approximately 5 to 7% chance of turning into cancer. So just treating the symptoms does not necessarily mean that you're actually treating all the bad things about the disease. We certainly know that people who are asymptomatic or don't have itching and burning can still have scarring and still have transformation to cancer. So you can't just go by symptoms. So that's sort of the background of why I did this study. And so the way we did this study is that we did what is called a double-blind study. So neither myself nor the patient knew the treatment they were getting. And it was sham control, which is sort of the equivalent of a placebo control, but in a procedure. So what we did is we took approximately 18 women in each arm. So 18 women got the sham So they got a treatment of laser, but all it would do is make the sound and make very small little marks on the skin so the patient wouldn't know if they were getting the treatment or not. But it wasn't enough energy in the laser to actually help the disease. And then there were another 18 women who actually got the treatments. And it was five different laser treatments. And each subsequent laser treatment had more energy. So those energy settings were determined by the manufacturer of the laser. And the specific laser was something called the Mona Lisa laser, which is the most commonly used laser. And so the women got five of separate treatments. And the way we determined whether the treatments worked is before the study, we took a biopsy of the skin. And then after the study, we took another biopsy of the skin right near the original biopsy. And then we had a very specific pathologist who who's really an expert in lichen sclerosis look at these biopsies. And that pathologist was also blinded. So they didn't know who got the treatment, who didn't get the treatment. And the pathologist was looking to see if the pathology, the inflammation on these biopsies got better or didn't get better with the treatment. And what did you find? 
Well, unfortunately, I guess that the laser did absolutely nothing to improve what we call the histopathology, which means the inflammation and other pathologic things that you can see when you look at a biopsy specimen. So there was absolutely no improvement at all in the people who got the laser. But, and this is an important but, the women who got the laser as well as the people who got the sham, which are the people who got the fake treatment, both of those groups thought that they felt better. So we did a questionnaire as part of this, and we asked them, did your symptoms get better? Did your itching get better? Did your burning get better? And what, again, was interesting is that women are convinced, whether they got the treatment or not, that they had improvement, and there was statistically significant improvement in their subjective symptoms, even if they didn't get the real treatment. So what that tells us is that women want to get better. Women really want to get better. They want to find something that's going to help them. And so they believe they're getting better, even if they're not even getting any any treatment at all. So that's really important. And that's why these types of studies have to be blinded because physicians themselves want to be getting patients better as well. So they also have a bias that they think the treatment's working. So that's why the person giving the treatment has to be blinded. And that's why the patient has to be blinded. And that's why a double blind sham controlled trial is the gold standard trial for this type of study. So the inflammation didn't get better. All the patients in both groups basically felt improvement even when they didn't get real treatment. And what about the clinician side? The clinician side did not find any significant improvement on either side. So it was myself and other evaluators, and we did not find any significant benefit either in the treatment group or in the sham side as well. So, but again, we were trying really hard, but we didn't know whether the people were getting the treatment or the sham treatment because the machine sounded the same as the laser hit the skin. It makes a little bit of smoke. And so again, that's why we did a sham arm that had a little bit of energy so that even the people giving the treatment couldn't tell whether it was the real treatment or, or the sham treatment because even patients are pretty aware that there's supposed to be little dots from the laser. And, and of course the physicians were. So we chose it, the sham arm, not to have zero energy, but just a little bit of energy to make those dots and make that smoke. So when patients come to you asking about laser now, what do you tell them? Well, clearly we tell them that by itself, laser does not have any benefit. Now, what we didn't study is laser in addition to other treatments such as steroid use. So maybe there could be a role of using a laser on top of adequate steroid use, but we didn't study that and that has not been studied. So I leave it up to other investigators to do that study, but right now there's absolutely no place for laser by itself, clearly, and we have no evidence that there's a place for laser in conjunction with steroids. And it's so interesting because these lasers are being marketed all over North America and I believe in Europe for the indication of lichen sclerosis. 
And the reason for that is there have been other studies done previously, but those studies were what we'll call case series. And those case series are a doctor treated 10 or 15 women, and the women said they felt better. Again, even in our study, they said they felt better. And the doctor said they looked better, but there was no objective evidence, meaning there was no blinding. So the doctor, there's a lot of bias in this because, again, there's the patient bias because that's the placebo effect because they want to feel they're getting better. That's number one. In addition, there's something called a sunk cost bias. Most places, patients are actually paying for these treatments out of pocket, and it can be hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So if you spend that type of money, you want to think that you made the right decision and that you got benefit. So you convince yourself that you made the right decision and you got benefit. Now, as far as on the provider side, the physician side, well, again, they want to be benefiting their patients. I don't think there are that many physicians out there trying to just bilk their patients and they're not trying to sell snake oil. They really think they're helping their patients, but they're also getting money for these treatments. So there's lots of bias in in all of those other studies. And this is, again, the only study that has been completely sham controlled, meaning that neither the provider nor the patient knew what was going on. So that's number one. And that used the pathology as the primary endpoint. And you can't fake pathology. Again, symptoms may change and a physician may say, oh, it looks better, but you can fake improvement in pathology. And that's why this is actually not a double blind study, but it was actually a triple blind study. I think it's great that you took the time to do a study like this, even though it's disappointing to patients who are hoping for something new. It's nice that someone spent the time and effort to get good data to show them that in this case didn't work. Well, as we spoke about earlier before we started recording, you know, I sort of feel like I'm a bit of a myth buster. Every couple of years, there's a new treatment. And again, these treatments get put out there by physicians and other providers without really, again, excellent evidence because they think it's going to work or maybe they think they've seen it work a couple times before. Before there was stem cell treatment. So I did a study using fetal fibroblasts, which are fetal stem cells, to see if that worked, and it didn't. Again, using the same type of rigorous methodology that we used in this study. Then there was something called platelet-rich plasma. Again, something that people were flying to Italy and California for. And again, using that same rigorous methodology, again, there was no benefit. There was a class of medications that were anti-inflammatory that were not steroids called the calcineurin inhibitors. And we did the same type of study. And there was some benefit, but certainly not as good as the ultra-potent steroids. So I sort of feel every couple of years, there's some new whiz-bang, new exciting treatment that, that gets put out there. And women are just, again, so eager to find something new that they try it and they spend a lot of their hard-earned money to get these treatments. And these treatments are put out there before there's adequate evidence as to their benefit. And so this is just the latest in a series of quote-unquote new treatments for lichen sclerosis that at the end of the day don't work or certainly don't work as well as our gold standard treatment, which are the ultra-potent steroids. 
Do you think there's a difference in the different types of lasers? Because I've seen that argument that, oh, the one that you used didn't work, but maybe a different one would work. Does that make sense to you or not? I hear that all the time. There was a similar study to mine using a different type of laser called a YAG laser, not a CO2 laser. And again, in that study, which is published, I believe, in the Canadian Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, I believe that's what it was published in. Again, that study showed no improvement in the pathology. So these are two completely different types of lasers. And again, neither have shown any benefit in pathology, which again is, is the most important area where we're looking for improvement. And, you know, maybe there's this laser out there that is better than anyone else. But what I want to tell women is before you sign up for it, that the person who says this laser is better had better do the study, a very rigorous study like I've done before they start charging women for the treatment. Because now the onus is on them, even more so, to prove it works before you charge women for it. Otherwise, it's unethical. I was just thinking of that word, that it's great to have ethical clinicians who care about our patients and are spending their time and energy on this great research. Well, I really appreciate it. Again, you know, women are suffering out there with lichen sclerosis, and I don't want them to suffer doubly because they're getting these treatments that are really fake news. Thank you so much for that. Um, that's Dr. Andrew Goldstein. He's the director of the Center for Vulvovaginal Disorders in New York and Washington, talking about his new lichen sclerosis randomized controlled trial and laser therapy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 